Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. And we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you better foresight. And now we're bringing you those same great interviews along with other mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more to get you all the tools you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And of course, gain more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to get all the free resources to help you get more. And so without further ado, let's get to it. All right. All right. What's going on, everyone? Today, we are joined by our very special guest, Mr. Mark Stern. He's the man that is helping us entrepreneurs with the whole gamification for our own clients, getting things in their hands via a custom, incredible custom box. Now, Mark, he is a five-time Spartan trifecta earner. He uh, is a top-ranked strategy consultant from one of the world's largest consulting firms. And that is just the tip of the iceberg from before he made his transition to working with the custom box. Mark, thank you so much for being here today. I'm super stoked to have you. Thrilled to be here, Corey and Ron. It's good seeing you guys. Happy holidays. Yeah, no kidding. We're super stoked you're here. Uh, you know, we've had the pleasure to obviously connect a couple times and we were on a game show a couple times together. But <laughs> for the people that don't know about Mark Stern, can you give a quick little backstory about who you are? Yeah, you know, um, hey everyone, I'm Mark. I am from Austin, Texas. I'm in Alabama right now because I grew up in Alabama. But um, I was the guy that was raised that there's this like perfect, perfect pathway to happiness that you go to college. You graduate, you get the dream job, then you go back to grad school and then you get married and pick up fences and, you know, just follow the path and it'll lead you to happiness. And I used to joke that um, I was the poster child of the path because I followed it so to a T and everyone around me was just like me. And it wasn't until 2012, I graduated and got my MBA at Duke and left to go work for Deloitte Consulting. I had $165,000 in student loan debt and um, was committed a minimum of two years to this consulting firm. And, um, you know, when you work for a big consulting firm like that or a big, uh, a big consulting firm, big tech, um, they own everything you produce in and outside the firm. So I was in a position that I, for years, ever since I read the four hour work week, had this burning desire to be an entrepreneur, yet I was trapped in a job that owned everything that I produced and swimming in debt. So. I mean, for me, it was coming to the the realization, which is heavy mindset, that um, you know I need to scratch this itch because if I don't scratch this itch, I was at a point in my life that I was like, it's going to kill me. Um, and finally, it literally was around the holiday season when I finally slowed down in 2017, tr transitioning into 2018, that I stopped and said, like, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I've got to scratch this itch and become an entrepreneur. And that's when I transitioned out of corporate America, not knowing what it was I was going to do because I couldn't do anything until I left. And, um, you know, that embarked me on this journey to doing what I do today. I started with virtual events and now I teach people how to craft. Um, it's all about experience design. It's not about swagging the box. How does the physical and the digital realm come together to um, really activate, engage and introduce new means to monetize your business? Ah, man, a couple of things I want to touch on. First, you are ahead of the time with the virtual events, right? Like you couldn't have been in a better position than you were uh, this year because everyone had to transition to virtual events. But before you get into that conversation, during your two-year commitment, 
working there when they owned everything that you ever did. Did you, did you try to like, I assume you had a creative juices flowing. Were you like writing ideas down? You're like, Hey, one day, maybe someday, like, were you doing anything like that? Or you're just like, totally just shut that part of your mind off until you left or like, where, where was your headset on that? Dude, it's the funniest. It's, it's such a great question because I was in that job, not two years, six years. And so I think part of the fear was like, when you have so much student loan debt, like, like, and everyone that I knew was just like me, they were working for consulting firms. Like, like I didn't know any better. And so um, what it was, was like, I, I had delved deep and discovered the ClickFunnels realm. Uh, Mind Valley was another space that I had developed, like gotten exposure to. And what I was doing was buying uh, and consuming every course I could get my hand on. I started joining coaching programs that like, like it wasn't until I realized like this was my medicine that I like, this was my panacea to cure what was actually going on and wasn't diagnosing what was actually happening. So uh, like it's stifling when you want to scratch an entrepreneurial itch, but you can't do anything about it. And I think that's what was the kicker for me saying, like I'm, I'm searching for the avenue of where I can express myself without being able to take action. And when you're in a job like what I was in, like literally, Every Monday at 4.45, I was flying, I was driving to the airport to fly out to a city. I was literally a road warrior every week. So even like mental capacity wise, like I just didn't have the mental capacity to start a business because I was so weighed down by my corporate job. Well, that sounds familiar. I mean, I think everyone that's <laughs> listening to this, this episode was like, is he, is he at my house? Like what's going on? Uh, but how did you actually start? Start that process when you were like, Hey, you know, now's the time I've got to itch this. Cause I think we've all been there and everybody's kind of hit different levels where they're like, this is how I actually first started, even though I still had a job. Cause a lot of people start this journey when, when they still have a job. So understanding you couldn't do that because then they would own the properties of what you were doing. Did you start that? I know Corey kind of asked a similar question, but did you start making some steps towards that or did you wait till you left? Yeah, I, I honestly, like, it, it was, it was one of those things that you have to give yourself permission to. Mm -hmm. And, um, cause I'm, I rarely let myself, you know, give myself permission to do something that it, like logically doesn't make sense. And so where I was in my corporate job, um, it was at the pinnacle that I was on deck for promotion to a junior partner. And, you know, like I had a huge support network. I loved my experience in corporate consulting. The problem was I knew if I saw my title change, I wouldn't leave. And that would be my, my, my life. And the good thing about the firm I worked for is they have something called a boomerang that if you leave and then realize that you made a mistake, you could always come back. I guess that was always in the back of my mind as an option, but it was one of those things that I would like, I knew that if I left, I wouldn't regret it, but I would regret not like seeing what I am truly capable of. And I think that's the magic of being an entrepreneur, which is um, no one's going to tell you no for like you like setting out and doing what you want to do. And when I left corporate, the first thing I did do was a virtual event. It was a virtual summit. But what was cool about that is if in corporate America, I applied for a job to be the host of a summit or an event. No, I would never have been hired for that. But when I create my own platform, I, I get to do whatever I want to do. And I think that was like the empowering part of this is that once you realize that you were the one making the calls and, you know, taking the shots, like that's kind of where you start to go, wait a second, like 
it's not the same lens as corporate. It's a whole different world uh, with different rules. And, you know, I get to really like see what I'm capable of achieving in this, this one life we live. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. We would, you always wonder like, why would somebody pay me or hire me for this? Right. And, Cause there's no job out there that, you know, does some of the things that we all do in this online world uh, or as an entrepreneur, right? Like you make your own thing, you create your own thing, and then you find the people that need it, even though they didn't know they needed it when you created it. So, but yeah, tell us about the virtual events. Tell us about how, how did you just come to the realization that you needed to combine the digital and the physical uh, because it is one of the most unique things that I think is out there that it, it, every single person that they actually send a box or do something different than a, just a t-shirt, like it helps them stand out so amazingly. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, so it's interesting because boxes and how I ended up in box realm was by accident, which is it's, it's literally, um, I did a virtual event to get started just because I met another person who had no list and did a virtual event and walked away with 10,000 leads. So she went from being like unknown to all of a sudden she had this platform that she had built and her business is just taking off since from doing a virtual summit. And for me, it was kind of a no brainer because I'm, I'm such a conference junkie that like I can now create my own conference and share it with the world and leverage it as a means to interview all these amazing um, entrepreneurs and influencers, just like you guys with podcasts, like the amount I learned by doing it, it kind of started as something selfish, which was, I have never put myself out there on camera like this. And it was foreign to me at the time and it was uncomfortable. Um, so it was forcing me to learn the digital marketing game in a way that like, had I just bought a course, I would not have had the experience. Um, the boxes piece to answer the other part of your question, uh, Corey is, um, I started doing that because I thought they were awesome. Um, like for me, it was everyone else only does a digital only product that they kind of, you know, there's a lot of different ways to accelerate the process to create digital content, but because the barrier to entry is so much easier, like you're competing against so many more people. And so for me, the box was like something that, um, it just seemed like something really powerful to do to give people the tools they need to be successful with what I was teaching. And I figured like, if this is what I can give them at a low ticket cost, like if I were to sell them a high ticket program, um, you know, I want them to be wowed. I want them to be ready to say, if this is what I get for this, what do I get if I buy into a 10 or 25 K package program? Um, and we started doing boxes with every product or service we did. And the same thing with our clients that people just started asking us, how are you doing this? So, you know, I was trying to build a brand in virtual events and then everyone kept on asking me about boxes to the point that we launched a challenge just to buy back my time. So I could be like, you want to learn about boxes, go take the custom box challenge. And um, the opposite happened. It was people started taking the challenge and then they wanted done for use. Um, and then um, we started to uh, launch an agency to, to do this, to help serve clients. Then we became a distributor. Then we started gobbling up more of the supply chain process to better serve clients. And then we started to see the trends to create our own perspective, which is exactly what you highlighted. Everyone starts putting stuff in a box. You know, to me, the game is not about putting stuff in a box. It's about experience design. How do I give you the tools and resources you need to be successful, eliminate those barriers to success, really create a cool experience that um, uh, will get higher results? Because that's the one thing that we're seeing right now in the market. Course creators, 
uh, when they create a course. Right now, the last latest stats I've seen is that it's a 3% completion rate for people who create courses. A 3% completion rate to me means 97% of the people are failing. How do you make a better course? Get a 4% or higher completion rate. Give people a custom box. Now I can turn the pressure of knowing I didn't. I, I gave you what you needed. It's about how you do it. It allows me to have a different conversation. And then I can think of different ways to reward you by bringing the tangible pieces to that experience. And that's true for challenges, for virtual summits, for anything. It just allows me to take that experience to another dimension. Um, I always tell people like, how do we connect with the world around us? We connect with our senses. Um, everything that is digital is what you see and what you hear. So everyone in the digital realm is competing for what you see and what you hear, a podcast, what you hear, a YouTube video, what you see and what you hear, Facebook feed, what you see. Now with a box or something physical, I can start to add other dimensions of connection, touch, taste, and smell in addition to what you see and what you hear which just allows me to connect with you at a more intimate level than everyone else is just competing with digital only. No, I think that's so true. Uh, you know, we've gone through your boxes and, and they're amazing. And, and I think the actual process of somebody getting something and actually having something to interact with a virtual event is phenomenal. My, I'm going to, I'm going to pivot off of boxes for just a second to go back to when you started and you jumped in and you started getting courses. Did you get course overload? Like, was there too many courses or did you start getting addicted to courses or, or kind of talk about that for a second? I, I got everything overload. Like I bought things that were like, like, I remember it was like a Valentine's day deal for teachable for two years. And I was like, yep, I need that. And bought that. Did I ever log into teachable? No, like I bought platforms, I bought courses. I brought Webinar Jam, another two-year package because I was like, I might as well max it out because I'm definitely going to do this. Never once logged into the platform. Um, I spent so much money on courses, um, but like like buying courses, I, 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 you know, now looking in hindsight, like um, everyone, and this is my favorite thing that like getting started in this game, everyone kept on saying like, to to get started as an entrepreneur, deliver value. And I kept on hearing this deliver value. And I'm like, like, I, I don't know what that is. Like, cause what's value to me is not necessarily value to you. So like my, like I, in corporate America, I knew when I built something that was of value, like I knew it was value in digital marketing. My concept of value is so warped that like, like it's hard to, and that's where I struggle getting started because I was like, is this value? Because I don't think this is a value. But then you show it to someone else and they freak out over how much value it is. <laughs> um, so like that was like where I, I struggled. So what I will say is I think like my here's my philosophy when it comes to like value and when it comes to like like navigating outside of the shiny object. Of, like, like if I could look back at Mark and be like, let's have a conversation. I don't think digital marketers want to have 20, 30 different influencers. Like, I don't think that they want to buy products from all these different people because everyone has a different perspective. And that's what was happening for me was when I was at one point in two coaching programs and both coaching programs had such different lenses on digital marketing that I wasn't taking any action because I wasn't sure if I should make a hodgepodge of them both, but I didn't have a litmus and they each were very strong opinioned in their process. So, I mean, here's what value is to me. And it's, um, um, uh, delivering information in a way that rewires your mindset and gets you to take action. 
And I say that because like Corey or Ron, like you guys could teach a course on virtual summits and I could teach a course on virtual summits. But like at the end of the day, um, how people will consume that is going to resonate differently. So we both could be successful in the marketplace, but I think that people just want to have two or three trusted mentors that will help, you know, uh, deliver value that rewires their mindset and gets them to take action. And if you notice that someone said something and you're taking action as a result, I bought so many courses that I bought and took no action. That's not your mentor. So look at those trends. Cause that's like where I'm like, I would have rather invested and gone deeper with two or three coaches that the way they taught got me to take action than do what I did and just buy everything. Cause I thought I needed it. Yeah. It's, you know, I love that you brought up like basically who's helping you take action. Who is actually, who is that one person or two people or whoever that you're live, uh, listening to. Uh, and, and Ron and I found ourselves in that same position, like, okay, let's get this course. Let's get that course. Oh, let's get this coaching. Right. And, and at one point we were like, okay, that's too many voices. We are just spinning our circles, spinning in circles because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's basically uh, too many people. They all have the right idea. And at the end of the day, we, you know, we just need to figure out what's the one that resonates with us the most. So, so did you ever find that one coach? Like, do you have like certain people now that you listen to, to help continue your growth? yeah so the answer is yes and i found it in ways that i didn't expect so there's so many different ways to to like get you to take that action but i've spent a lot of money on coaches honestly for the longest time one-on-one coaches um all were a bit of a disappointment for me you know a lot of them that i worked with didn't take me to the next level and eventually fizzled out like disappeared um so they were really good at acquiring me but not good at like serving in that coach capacity it took me until literally in the last year before i found like a one-on-one coach that has just helped me take my business to the next level. Um, but like in terms of finding it, sometimes I find that inspiration in books. Sometimes I find it listening to podcasts. Um, I'll even say when I was in uh, ClickFunnels' two comic club coaching program, uh, my first year, Julie Stoyan was heavily active in that as one of the coaches. And little bombs that she would drop that I had heard from other people um, resonated so different on how she said the same thing that I had heard before and I knew and I've heard it before, but it, she said it in a way that completely transformed and made me take action, you know, in that sense, um, complete value, um, same message, same materials, just said a different way from someone else that it resonated in a way that got me to take the action. And like, that's what I look for is like, who are the people who are delivering information in a way that I just naturally motivated to take the action even though it's the same thing I've heard again and again, you know, it's like, you know, that you should build out uh, something about, you know, what are your, who's your avatar? What are their pain points? Like, you know, that you need to be doing these things, but why aren't you taking the action the first time you're hearing it? And why is it when someone else says it differently, the same type of concept, you instantly light up and it gets you to do something. It's like those types of cues that you want to pay attention to. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think people are out there and there's a ton of different people, ton of different people in the space you can find the person that you click with. Right. And, and Corey has alluded to it. You know, we, we ran into the same situation where there was just too many voices. So we were like two voices. There's two of us. That's the max. Who's the voices. Right. And and I think once you decide you kind of have that aha moment, like I need to get very clear so I can take action. You have to eliminate 
all the noise, right? And no, some of the noise, it's still good noise, but maybe yeah. A, you're not ready for it. It's not at the right time for you, or you're just not responding to that noise and it's becoming entertainment. Man, when you like, once you free yourself from that, it's, it is liberating. So just those simple like rules, two voices. I love that you guys said that by the way. Um, but like it's then when people start hitting you with offers, um, and things that sound shiny and very like people know how to play the game. Um, people know how to really get you excited when they're trying to acquire you, man. And once you can look beyond that and tune it out, cause you're so focused, it's empowering. For sure. All right. So, uh, I know you mentioned in hindsight a little bit, but let's, let me ask, uh, our, my favorite question of the day, hindsight's 2020. If we could go back in time, give yourself a little advice, what advice would you give? And so let's keep this in relationship to, you know, taking that leap from the corporate world to being an entrepreneur, especially because you didn't even have the idea of what you wanted to do. Uh, and so many people, they, they have trouble taking the leap, even though they know what they want to do. They still have that fear of taking that leap. So, yeah, if you could relate that, you know, that answer to kind of around that, that would be awesome because so many people need that. Yeah. OK. And especially for anyone listening who is in my situation, which is you can't have a business because um, anything you produce is owned by the firm. Um I wish I had gone all in on affiliate marketing while I was in corporate America. Cause even though I couldn't have my own business, I could, there's nothing wrong with me helping amplify someone else's business. So I didn't have to worry about my products. I didn't have to worry about my own programming. And had I done that, I could have potentially walked out of corporate America with residual income that was more than supporting my salary. And like to have that residual income, if you did nothing for a month, but just nurture, your you know affiliate commission that you were getting in i wish i had gone deeper because like right now when you got the clarity on what it is that you wanted to do you still have the cash flow to support you and you're not worried about like you have the system set up like i wish i had done affiliate marketing for click funnels had i done that starting in uh 2016 2017 when i first got exposure to it i could be in a very different situation right now and like i it wouldn't have been such a stressful you know um burden leading up to making the decision like i would have known that the cash flow was there and that i'd be fine um and whatnot so you know i feel like that would have been what i literally if i could go back in time and tell myself that i'd probably shake myself and say dude stop worrying about your own products just focus on other people's products because i it would have taken all the stress out of thinking about like what do i want my first business to be there are there's so much money to be made by selling other people's products um that like i mean people built their career on affiliate commission only yeah yeah so no i think i think that's that is a great uh that's great advice for a lot of people out there listening but let's transition a little bit and kind of what what you're currently working on so we talked about your past talked about what you do differently and and people know you're doing boxes but it's like what are you what are you working on now we know 2021's coming what is that going to be all about for you? Dude, it, it is, um, we are gearing up because like for me, there's just so much opportunity with how to leverage boxes. Um, for me, boxes are our enabler. It's our, um, you know, you have these business objectives that you want to achieve. How can you leverage box? So biggest things that we're doing is we are building out a platform right now for one of our products called a virtual social box which is all about encouraging people to conduct virtual socials within their communities, within their groups, 
So think about like hosting a coffee chat or a virtual networking event or virtual happy hour and how you can leverage this as like a, a low ticket entry box to then um, nurture your clients so they get a lot more comfortable, especially when you make those higher ticket off offers. To me, this is about like really positioning yourself as that trusted mentor if you do it correctly. So we've built a whole Build-A-Bear-ish type of website to help scale this whole model. That's a big play for us. Um, the other big plays that we have is we are taking on fulfillment. Fulfillment is gonna be a big part of our business. So the experience that we strategize with you or we help coach you through, we can make sure it gets fulfilled. So the experience that your audience gets when they get the box in hand, um, you know, it'll be exactly what you intend it to be. So that is something that I'm really excited about. And then the last thing is we're launching our own software platform um, with QR code automation. So we've been testing this out for a while, but we're doing, I mean, I think if COVID taught us anything, I think it taught us how to use QR codes because I've used more QR codes in the last year. But no one knew what they were before. I mean, man, like it, it, the fact that you have the QR code readers in your phone, like we haven't even started to get into, when I look at boxes and physical and digital coming together, Teleport QR, this platform we're building out, like the goal of it is how can I leverage one QR code to send people where they need to be when they need to be there? So like I could have a conversation and it takes you, you zap it and you're in my community, it can take you to a, a Zoom link, it could take you to a sales page, take you to a book that I'm recommending, it could take you to an early bird special. So thinking about how do you leverage with physical products, QR codes that make it easy. So it's not digging up or going to find the link to the thing that I need. I streamline that process and the things that you can do with QR codes. I don't even think we've scratched the surface, especially with a digital marketing lens. So this is something I'm really, really excited about to think about like, it starts with QR codes. We've been testing out with a lot with augmented reality as well to be like, can you create a digital experience around the box as well? Um, so this is kind of where we're starting to make big plays in the year ahead, but um, I don't know. I'm really excited. I think I probably have too much that I need to take on. Um, but like to me, anything that I can do to innovate and create a unique experience for customers to make it easier for them to get results, we're going to test it. All right. So I want to, I want to break down a box real quick. So, <laughs> to anybody listening, it's not just a box that you open and, and you get your shirt, right? Like you, you open this box and you might have a coaster that has a QR code that then takes you to the meeting link that, that Mark just said, the Zoom link, or it, it, it takes you to the whatever training video that you need to have. And, and like if you could, yeah, to go into a little bit more detail of of this virtual social box and how it is such a game changer. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, this is just one concept for a box because with our clients, like there's a different strategy. I tell clients, if your customer life cycle is acquisition, fulfillment, retention, different ways to leverage boxes based on what you're trying to do. So how I would do a box to acquire a customer versus retain a customer, retention is gonna get into a lot more gamification and incentivizing um, and feedback loops than acquisition, which may be, I'm a realtor, someone moved to town, I'm sitting this as a gift to start to get them back in the door, or I'm a chiropractor. There's just so many different ways to leverage boxes. So this is like why it's important to know what you're trying to achieve. With this box, this is like the size of a virtual social box. It's meant to make custom boxes more accessible for people, but what we wanted it to be was a really seamless experience. Welcome note inside, you can fit a workbook. A lot of my clients are doing workbooks that are this size just because it's a half page and it's, um, they don't want that full size. So it's not about shrinking the content, it's just how you lay it out differently. But then in here you have the fully branded glass of your choice, a wine glass, rock glass, coffee mug. And then um, what Corey was just referencing was um, coasters with QR codes on it. 
And so where this becomes like a game changer in terms of how you think about engagement, let's just say you were doing a virtual event. Um, I can do a virtual event that I may do a networking party with the wine glass the night before to start to meet people virtually who are part of this event. Um, the next day I may rewire that same QR code to take you to um, the exhibition hall. Um, if somebody presents on stage on the virtual stage and they make an offer that if you act now you can get, I can rewire that same QR code to take you directly to the sales page. Um, if I make a big high ticket offer at the end of the virtual event, it can take you to the sales page for that. So the whole idea is send people where they need to be when they need to be there. You can take the same concept and put the QR code on a water bottle. And every day you zap the water bottle, it takes you to a different location. If you are in the mindset space, you may do a different daily um, um different daily uh, affirmation. Um, if you're in the workout space, it may be a different daily workout, but it's just taking like that one QR code and sending them directly to where they need to be at that given moment. Um, so that's why I like, that's why I love it is it's, it's, you know, it can take an object that's a coaster or a water bottle and turn it into what I call like a living coaster or a living water bottle. that's always changing. So that item may cost you five to $10 to produce, you may sell it for 97 or a higher ticket price because it's always evolving. Um, and it just gives it new meaning that hey, if I just slapped a logo on a water bottle, you simply just couldn't do. Right. Right. Okay. So you had mentioned at some point about a custom box challenge. Like what, what is that? Oh, it is getting a complete facelift right now, but the, uh, the challenge itself is designed to say, how do I take you through the process of so if you wanted to build off your own custom box? So we literally, it's a whole gamified experience. It takes less than two hours to go through it. Um, but it's meant to like, like the whole idea of this challenge was when I released it, it was to buy back my time. So I could be like, here's like, like a very no fluff, how to do this. Um, where what's happening right now is our team is reproducing the entire custom box challenge to really show what's possible with experience design. So whether like you're new to entrepreneurship, people ask me like one day I, I want to get a box. I tell people like some of my boxes, the program did not exist and I started with the box and because of how we use the box, that's how we grew the program. Virtual social box, I literally took pictures of an empty box. The, the concept didn't exist and that's how we launched that product. It was a product that within three weeks broke 30K and then within three months broke six figures, but it all started with a picture of an empty box. So this is where I tell people there's different ways to leverage the power of boxes. So with the new custom box challenge, and anyone who gets the old one will also be grandfathered into the new one. It, it's, it's meant to really show you what is possible with boxes. So however you're thinking about your business, especially if it's digital based, like how can boxes be such a powerful enabler to you? And we'll go through a lot of the, you know, if you want to think about gamification, really the activate, engage and monetize is the structure of it. And then how do you do this yourself or how do you ascend? Um, and we can work with you to really produce a really cool experience, but that's kind of where it's like, we want you to think differently about how you engage and serve your customers. Um, and it's not necessarily about one box. I mean, we have clients that do boxes that are very episodical and people are collecting these boxes. So it's really getting into the theory of what's happening when people, I mean, we call it the board game effect. When you get a custom branded box, it's not like an Amazon box where you just break down an Amazon box and recycle it. With a custom box, we are finding that clients are saving them um, they're keeping them, they're putting them in their backdrop, they're putting them on their bookshelf. So this is where we're very intentional of how we think about how does that physical product really complement what you're trying to achieve? Well, and I think you've made something that's almost collectible, really. It's a collectible um, yeah. piece that people are, because I know 
uh, one that we talked about, they're they're just adding series of boxes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's a collection now, right? And they yeah. look like they all go together. So it's it's a great way for you to interact with your following and your tribe over and over again and give them something back that kind of builds off each other. Right? And and that's getting into retention. Everything you just described is that you can anticipate the next one. You know, or I can say if you achieve this milestone, I'll send you a, a box. Like there's so many different ways to spin it, but that's the power of um, really thinking through like a multi-box strategy is, is you give something tangible and what happens when you get it, people do unboxing videos. They take, there's so much social proof that comes out of it. You activate them in a way that digital only just can't. Uh, Mark, I love the idea. I love the boxes, uh, everything about it. And, but I want to ask you your thoughts around customer retention right like customer satisfaction like because it's like was there ever a time when you were just so annoyed at somebody's you know the way they did not retain you and you're just like gosh if they just would do something right like like walk us through that because you've got to have some belief and love at a high level for customer retention and acquisition differently than others do and, and that's why you were able to create this whole designed experience yeah, what a good question. I, I if I backed up just a little bit and said, you know, if we say customer lifecycle is acquire, fulfill, retain, you know, what I what I'm finding that a lot of people are is people who are really good at fulfillment aren't good at acquisition, and so they're not able to get the customers that they really want to serve. People who are really good at acquisition stink at fulfillment. So what happens is this is like there was this whole trend I think a couple months ago that people were being called out for being fake gurus. To me, all fake guru is, is you're really good acquisition. You know how to acquire the customer. You're not good at fulfillment. Um, and it's it's good to see these litmus because then it's like, where am I falling short? I'm good at acquisition. I'm not good at fulfillment. Well, there you have a solution. How can I get the right support and team to be better at fulfillment? So I have that. I'm good at fulfillment, but not good at acquisition. How do I get better at acquisition or find the right people to do it? So you can get to the point that is the last part of this, which is retention. And to me, retention, I, I think Russell Brunson said it the best, which is why do people leave you? They start, they leave you for two reasons. One, you stop selling to them. Two, you piss them off. And so if, if those are like the two reasons, then the question is, this is where you hear, hear the term make more offers. I mean, when I think about experiences that like a lot of people haven't thought about how do I continue to serve this person because they need your help. Um, there are people who are sitting here like this waiting for the next thing and you're not giving it to them. So like, that's the power of like thinking about a retention strategy and how am I incentivizing and keeping them engaged? Like I, like ClickFunnels, uh, Kajabi, Karcher, they all have milestone awards and there's a reason that they have these milestone awards. I know people who are like, I like, I am so sick and fed up of, you know, whatever funnel platform they're on, but they want that award so badly that they're happy to continue to pay $100, $300 a month for the aspiration of getting that award and how's the award delivered it's delivered in a box um that is physically sent to you so like this is kind of where it's like how are we thinking about retention because you do have these clients that want to they they want your service they're looking to you to serve them and you're you're not providing them the means for them to give you the money that they want to give you um so that's kind of where it's just like the episodical nature of boxes the incentive the surprise and delight elements from a retention standpoint how you truly think about like the gaming of it, like 
you know, it, it just keeps people engaged. Um, and it, they always have something to strive for. If you don't give them something to strive for to, to be able to go to next, then they're not going to hang around forever. No, I think you, you've hit so much on the head with those last couple of statements, but I think if you don't have an offer strategy throughout your, your process, you're going to lose people End of story. Right. And going back to some of those awards, like there's a sticker on the box that says do an unboxing video, like end of story. Yeah. Like th that's what they want it for. And people do it all day long. Right. Well, you, here's the box right here. Here's yeah. the text, the number and the, the call to action is to do an unboxing video. Right. Right. You know, so, so it, it, it's actually getting people to do what you want them to do as the person that's delivering the box. So I, I'm sure that there's a ton of people listening. That's like, Hey, I have a summit. I have a course. I have these things, but I'm missing this physical piece. How do they get in touch with you, Mark? How, how do you help get their course to be more gamified and get some physical stuff in their client's hands? Yeah, no, people can always find me. I love when people reach out via Facebook. So you're always welcome to reach out to me and message me via Facebook. Um, you can check out the custom box challenge. It's really powerful. Customboxchallenge.com. And, um, for any, if like, like I have clients that want to get on and do a strategy session or they're looking for us just to take on their boxes for them, just go to customboxagency.com. We try and keep it really simple, uh, but we're having a ton of fun. And this is like, it, you want this process to be something that you're excited about because it's just going to make it easier for you to sell it. Well, I definitely, again, I love everything that that you do for the the world out there because it you know there's there's so often we're looking for that who that's one type of person that one avatar right but but mark i truly see is your product is something that anybody that does online business they need it right like if they're trying to work with that fulfillment that retention like that is how they can step up and stand out amongst their peers, amongst their competition. So definitely much props. I love what you do. Uh, and I really appreciate it for sure. No, I appreciate that. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I don't have anything else today, Mark. Uh, I super appreciative of you being here uh, yeah. and, and love the conversation with you. So definitely thank you for joining us today. No, it's always great chatting with you, Ron and Corey. So thank you guys so much for, for bringing me on the show. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. If you missed any of that, you definitely got to hit the rewind button all the way to the beginning because if you serve any clients, then you probably need to hear what Mark has was saying today. It was so good. And Ron, I assume you've got a couple takeaways for us. Oh man. Well, like always, I have too many, so I got to pare it down here for a second. You know, I'm going to I'm going to speak to the people that currently have a job that are trying to get out of it. Let's, let's just talk to those people, right? Especially if you don't have a ton of time and you don't have the ability to start this whole grandiose thing, start with amplifying affiliates and, and start building that residual through affiliates and selling other people's courses. It's, it's a really simple setup. It's very easy to put together and you can easily start supplementing your income. So then when you do leave, you have a little bit of a runway, right? And you're not cold turkey going, 
Now what do I do? Right. And then you're trying to figure it out. So that that's number one. Uh, number two, I loved, gosh, mm-hmm. we're going to go with this one. <laughs> give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to take those steps. Give yourself permission to start your own journey. Give yourself permission to do that. I'm going to give you one more. Three today. Three. No more. No more. <laughs> three. Three today. Value. I loved how he talked about value, right? And how he uh, said value was changing mindset to help someone take action. That's how he saw value. I, I loved that. That was, I think, one of the first times I've ever heard it put in that way. And I loved it. Yeah, definitely. Great stuff. And agree with all of those. Take away some of the fear with the affiliate marketing. Uh, but Today, the last one of the last things uh, Mark was talking about is the customer life cycle. We, if as business owners, entrepreneurs, you've got to figure out a way to acquire, to fulfill, and retain, right? And so, what better than to find a way, find someone to help you with that, right? So, someone like what Mark does can help you with that fulfillment because some of the stuff comes in the box, or can help you with the retention as you gamify your course or as you gamify your coaching program or as you have an evergreen water bottle with daily workouts, like genius. Why? I can't believe it. No other fitness entrepreneur hasn't already done that. Well, maybe they have, I just never seen it, but I love that idea. So customer lifecycle value, everyone should be thinking about it. What is your customer's value and life cycle looking like? Are you good at the acquiring fulfillment or retaining? And if you're not, Take a look, figure it out. Where can you get better? So, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning in to Hindsight Hacking. But if you want to catch the live episode, head on over to the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22. Ron and I, we love to bring you all of our great interviews live and our daily hacks live. And we want to see you over there. Yeah, guys. And we appreciate you being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community. Bye.